Hey, we're back on Money Talk, and it is time to uh, finish off the first half of the year with a look at what's going down, down under, with Kerry Craig, the global market strategist at J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Good morning, Kerry. Uh, good morning, Andrew. Hey, good morning. All right, so tell us what is happening in Australia. Um, you take your pick of where you want to start. Strength of the consumer, home starts, uh, interest rates, your, the floor is yours. That's very kind. Uh, what's happening in Australia? I think it's uh, the same thing that's happening around the world, um, and it's like waiting for the bus that hasn't arrived yet. So it's waiting for inflation to fall, waiting for central banks to stop hiking interest rates, um, waiting for the economy to slow or potentially uh, see a recession. Uh, so it's a case of uh, patience at the moment as we've come into the middle of the year. And I think if we are patient, uh, you will find that we do see those things starting to materialise in terms of that weaker growth, that lower inflation outlook, and uh, an RBA, which may hike uh, again uh, in the coming months, but, you know, is, is pretty much the end of that cycle. A, a very familiar theme that we are seeing around the world, and offsetting that, obviously, is uh, the consumer, who's still willing to spend, backed up by a very uh, robust labour market uh, and still some excess savings from the pandemic period, and also the reopening of borders, which is helping uh, lift education and tourism, so pushing back against some of those um, very strong uh, growth concerns that are coming through. So you're saying there, there may be a slowdown or even a recession later in the year. But, I mean, uh, you know, how long have people been predicting that for the Australian market? You know, for the United States, people have been like, oh, recession's coming, recession's coming, recession's coming. And, you know, like you said, waiting for the bus, waiting for Godot, it just, you know, doesn't, <laughs> it hasn't materialized. Have people been saying the same thing about the Australian economy for the past year? Uh, not so much. I mean, it's more prevalent in the U.S., and I think that the U.S. Uh, economic cycle is stronger in terms of how you can see the economy work and how the impact of rates feed through in terms of slowing the economy. It's obviously been a little bit less sensitive this time. Uh, in Australia, we've had a very different experience over the last decades in terms of those recessions and the time between those recessions actually being very long um, and actually you know, not experiencing one during the, the GFC. So the recessionary talk is, is fairly new here. Um, it has, again, faded. I mean, our base case is not seeing a recession in Australia. It's seeing subtrend growth for sure, but not seeing that recession come through that like some others are predicting. And that does come back down to the fact that we are seeing that consumer strength, that we still have very favourable demographics that add to that better growth profile in the long run. Um, and also thinking about the fact that, you know, as the, the population increases and as we get net migration coming back, you know, that lifts aggregate demand and lifts aggregate growth in the economy. So, you know, we're not thinking about a recession, definitely slower growth. But, you know, the closer you get towards zero, the, the more wobbly the bike becomes, the easier it is to, to fall off. And I think that's the, the greater concern while central banks are still adamant on bringing that inflation back into target. Um, a couple of things there. So when you, when you say a long time between recessions, I mean, uh, Australia had more than a long time between recessions. Didn't they have kind of a miracle run where they didn't have a recession for, what was it, was it 26 years? They didn't have a single quarter of negative growth. Is, is there a possibility that Australia could get back on that track? I mean, you sound like you're expecting a bit of a downturn, but I mean, is there, is there something about the Australian economy uh, like you said, maybe it's the demographics and the, and the immigration, but something that is going to put it back on that, that miracle run that it had? Uh, unfortunately not. I mean, the, absolutely the demographics, when you look at developed markets around the world, mm. the demographic profile for Australia is much better. It doesn't face these same concerns around uh, ageing populations and that ratio of older to younger people becoming worse 
you know, as you look at, say, Japan or even the US or, or parts of Europe, we don't have that same profile. So that's very positive for thinking about uh, your working age population and your labour market growing, which feeds into growth. You know, that very long period between recessions that you mentioned, I mean, a lot of that was the resources boom that happened um, in, in the sort of 90s and early 2000s uh, and into 2010. You know, that's not going to be repeated. Um, you could argue that some of it may come back through as we shift to thinking about what minerals are more important now for the world than like lithium uh, versus iron ore. But you're not going to have that repeat of that same boom come through, which is going to offset that. So in that respect, Australia is becoming more reliant on some of those traditional drivers that other uh, developed markets see in terms of that growth. And that's why we would think about that that growth profile uh, coming down a little bit. Again, we still think Australia has better growth than many other places around the world, but compared to the history, it's still going to feel like a, a very weak growth profile in the coming uh, 12 months. Maybe we need an update on the Australian population because I feel I feel like Australia is one of those places like like Canada where when you ask people who are not from those countries what the population is, they're usually off by 30, 40 percent. You know, they don't realize how fast these countries are growing. Um, where Where is Australia now? Just population. Uh, in terms of the size of the population? Yeah. Uh, it's about 25, 26 million. Yeah. So, I mean, I, th- I, I find when I ask people, just because I, you know, I, I do know the number, and they're like, I don't know, 17, 18 million. It's like, no, you're not even close. Um, and so the growth is there. Now, you, you talked a little bit before about the mining sector, always a, a big deal in Australia, <clears throat> and the shift uh, away from some minerals to others. How is Australia placed for uh, you know, things that are going to be used in green tech or uh, in, in, other, in other areas? You, know, you mentioned lithium. How about some of the other like rare earth metals? How is Australia positioned to, uh, to get some of those? Basically, have you, have you found any? <laughs> I mean, is it going to happen there? <laughs> Not personally, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, push here to obviously uh, be ahead of the curve in terms of um, sourcing and even um, refining those materials and being further up the, the value chain than simply digging out the ores or digging out the raw product and shipping it overseas to have it um, refined and made into a usable format. So in the context of Australia, we've been very lucky in terms of being naturally abundant in a lot of natural resources. But as the scope of those resources change, as the regulatory environment changes for you know companies having to meet um, zero carbon goals or greenhouse emission goals, that makes that more challenging in terms of the energy being used and, and actually where it's going. So there's still a long road to go in terms of uh, Australia's transition to being a, a world leader or at least a, um, a, a source for that for the rest of the world. Um, but I think that's definitely where the focus is going. If you look at the, 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 the messages from the, the big mining companies out there, they're looking to diversify away from what they have been doing, whether that's into other goods that are going to be uh, crucial to the electrification of many um, systems around the world, such as copper, or whether it's the things that are going to feed into to the battery sector, such as lithium. Uh, I think it's definitely heading that way. And I think, again, as we think about where Australia can go in the long run, it's not going to be about just digging those materials up. It's going to be about ref- refining them, being further up that value chain, uh, and actually creating more from, from that side rather than just being uh, a huge mining pit for the rest of the world. What, what was stopping Australia from doing the processing part of it, and why would they be better equipped to do it in the future? I think it's just the technology uh, and the ability to source it. It's also the, um, you know, sometimes the availability and cost of labour that comes through to where these things actually sourced and how difficult it can be to get them out. Um, but more and more, it's been about the, the focus on the technology to actually do it and having the processes available. And, and I think as the, the economy shifts and there's a greater focus on increasing the productivity, 
that obviously comes with better technologies and, and making your workforce um, more useful in that context or, or having the capital to back it up. So but those are all the factors that feed into being able to move up that value chain. Uh, so more capital, more technology, um, you know, better skilled set of the labour. Okay. Outside of mining, what other, what other sectors are you keen on uh, in Australia for the rest of the year? Surprisingly, uh, looking at a few, I mean, there's first off the industrial. It's a very large sector, uh, but it does capture a lot of the <clears throat> travel so it's, it, and, the, and the tourism providers, which is capturing folks through the pickup. And, and tourism, both inbound and outbound, uh, it's also capturing some of the travel companies that are going to be benefiting from the resumption in, in business travel. Uh, you know, you just have to go through an airport in Australia and just see how busy they are and yet how uh, limited capacity the airlines still have in terms of what they're bringing back to, to see the demand that comes through. Uh, and they're also, you know, we still have a, a relatively cautious standpoint on the, the equity market as a whole. So we do like healthcare for its defensive bias as well. Um, one that may stand out a little bit is, is home builders, uh, thinking about, you know, what has been still an underinvestment in housing in Australia. The, the increase in migration, obviously putting a squeeze in terms of um, home ownership and housing in Australia. More broadly, as we see demand picking up and supply still being constrained. Um, and so we do see that the, the home builders benefiting from that, even as we have uh, interest rates moving higher. Here again, just like we've seen in the US recently, been a bit of resilience in the housing market here. Uh, Stabilisation probably more than a turnaround at this point, uh, but definitely nothing um, as dire. It was predicted in terms of 20% falls in house prices just a few months ago. Uh, we've seen it bottom out at about a 9% decline and start to rise. So um, there's still some cyclical parts of the market that, that could do well in this environment, but more broadly we are balancing that out with you know, still some of those defensive sectors as well, such as healthcare. Gotcha. We got about 30 seconds left. A lot of people in Hong Kong, they want to travel to Australia. They got houses down there. And so they're interested in what's going to happen with the Aussie dollar. We got 30 seconds. Go. Uh, should move higher from here. Our, our forecast is 70 cents by the end of the year. I mean, it's been pressured by the risk off tone, but as we see things uh, improve and the market outlook improve, that should lift the Aussie dollar through uh, the first part of next year. All right. Sounds good. Well, hey, I want to say a big thank you to Kerry Craig, Global Market Strategist at JP Morgan Asset Management. Thanks a lot, Kerry. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Great to be on.